Welcome to the Lifehouse Church Podcast. More information about Lifehouse and our senior pastors, Richard and Helen Kabakian, can be found at lifehouse.com.au. We hope you enjoy the following message. Today, my message is called, Tis the Season. This is the season. This is the season to... Uh, celebrate with family and friends and have dinner with people you haven't seen all year. This is the season when you eat too much. This is the season when you go to the shops and you come home with things from the sales that you really shouldn't have bought but they seemed like a bargain at the time. This is the season that you get random presents that you think, what will I do with this? And they go in the cupboard. Well, maybe they get re-gifted. <laughs> Don't tell anyone I suggested that. This is the season, this is the season when everybody's just cheery and you talk to random people you wouldn't talk to. This is the season. Tis the season, this wonderful Christmas season. And you know, all of us are designed for seasons. And this year, actually, our church wrote a song about seasons in in thinking about our purpose this year, that we're called to live on purpose. We've talked about this idea of seasons. And today, as we come to the end of this year, I want to talk a little bit about this whole idea of season. Because we are designed for season. Life is meant to have a tempo to it. It's meant to have a rhythm to it. It's meant to have the highs and the lows and the ups and the downs. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 says this. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. There's a time, there's a season for all the different things we need to do. Look around you. The seasons are natural. The seasons are built into the world that we live in. And the seasons actually force us to go with the rhythm of that. The seasons actually limit what we can do. They actually restrict how we can live and function. You know, spring, spring is to rejuvenate. Summer is about reproduction, the harvest, the the fields are ripe. Autumn is about recovery. All the, the old stuff falls off, the dead stuff falls off, and winter is for rest. Winter is a time to stop and take time out to be dormant. And we're designed for all those seasons as well. We're designed to find ourselves in a rhythm of life that does that. We can't function on production all the time. We can't be just always doing things, getting things done, making things happen. That's called harvest. That's the summer. It's unnatural for us to live in that all year round. But we want to. And our society drives us to, how are you going? What are you doing? What have you achieved? Where are you going? What did you tick off your list? And this whole thing about productivity drives us, but it's not actually natural for us. One of the signs that we've lost our tempo, we've lost our rhythm for living, is actually a lack of sleep. When our sleep starts to not function properly, it's our body's warning sign saying, you are not functioning in the, in the tempo of what your life needs you to do. What defines a lack of sleep? The Center for Disease Control in the US defines two consecutive nights of less than seven hours sleep as sleep deprivation. But yeah, exactly, hey? <laughs> I have a little alarm on my, on my phone that says, go to bed, and it goes, go to bed, go to bed. It's got that little lullaby, and I'm like, oh, bitches, I've got to go to bed because I need my sleep. He's, he thinks I'm crazy. Anyway, HuffPost Health says this. We've got the article on the screens for you. Australia, we have a sleep deprivation problem. 
Research by the Sleep Health Foundation has found that between 33 and 45% of Aussies have poor sleep patterns that lead to fatigue, irritability, that's putting them at risk of low productivity, damage to their mental health and unsafe behaviours. We have a problem with resting and recovering. We have a problem with good sleep, good rest, and a space in our lives where we can process and, and let go of the things we've done before we go on to the next. We can't sleep because we don't know how to switch off. We don't know how to just let, let things be, let, let things rest. We wanna stay in spring and summer mode because they're fun, that's exciting, but it's not natural for us to do that. Medically, sleep debt correlates with diabetes, with depression, motor vehicle accidents, anxiety, stomach issues, blah, 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 blah. If we don't rest, it's poisoning us. It's killing us. Rest is so important. You know, I've heard it said, in fact, I have said it myself. Do it tired. Rest when you're done. Sleep's overrated. I've said that myself in exhaustion. Sleep's overrated. Just do it anyway. Go hard or go home. Yeah, you're gonna go home if you don't rest on the way because we need it. We need sleep to be able to function. We need rest. The, the truth is we are never done. The list will never be finished. We will, I hope it won't be because I don't wanna live my life going, that's it, I'm done. I don't wanna achieve anything else. And then what am I gonna do for the next 50 years? There's always more. We should always be dreaming and imagining and planning and, but, we can't wait to rest until we've finished all those things. We have to learn to stop and rest along the way. It's part of the journey is actually resting on the, on the way. So today I wanna to encourage you in this Christmas space that you would find space to stop, that you would find space to rest, and that you would find space to hear the voice of God fresh and clear for the year ahead. That you would push out from all the activities and the things and find yourself a space of time where you can be alone and just give God some room to speak, where your soul can actually express itself, where your heart, where you can actually hear the yearnings of your heart, the desires that are going on in here, that the busyness of life is just put aside for a short time so you can rest in here. So I think this is the season, in fact, to be flat out, not flat out, busy. This is the season to be flat out rested. We are in the season of flat out. So if you remember one thing from this message today, tis the season to be flat out. Find yourself a spot on the couch. Find yourself a space in the sun. Find yourself some room in a garden or by the, at the zoo or by a tree or in your own room with the door shut. Find yourself some space to be flat out. Why do we struggle? Why do we struggle so much with rest? Because our society tells us that productivity is our success. It's our value. When you're doing stuff, when you're achieving stuff, you're, you're winning, you're successful. When you say to someone, when they say, what did you do today? And you said, I did nothing. No one's cheering you on. Nobody, but we should be cheering each other on. What did you do today? I did nothing. Wow, you're amazing. 
everything. Well done. Good on you. And do you feel refreshed? Do you feel renewed? Yes. But no, we're like, I had a coffee with somebody recently and, I, and, and they said to me, so what do you do? And I started listing all these things, all these activities. And I walked away at the end and went, Helen, that's just horrible that you felt like you were affirmed because you had this busy, busy timetable. I felt important as I was describing how busy my day is and all the wonderful things I do. That doesn't make me important. It doesn't give me value or worth. So we have to be careful that productivity is not driving our identity. Yeah, come on, give God some praise. In fact, for many of us, rest is what is called a shame trigger. When, you're, when you rest inside your head, you're thinking, oh, this is bad. I'm gonna get, something's wrong here. Like, am I doing the wrong thing? And it actually stirs up negative emotions in us. Now, you know, I love my mum, I love my family, my mum's the best. And now in hindsight, I understand why she did some of the things she did, because she was a mum and she wanted her house tidy. But, you know, if she drove up the driveway and I was at home, my friend Emma will testify to this, we would run at, at like, quick, get the washing off the line, quick, put the dishes in the dishwasher, quick. You can't, because my mum wanted the house tidy when she walked in. Now that's great, nothing wrong with that mum. But inside me, it actually built a trigger of, of fear that I, was, I got busted because I was relaxing. I got busted because I was having fun. And as an adult, if I'm having a day off and I'm on my couch watching a movie at two o'clock in the afternoon and someone comes home, that same feeling rises up in me. It's like, oh, I'm busted. I'm like, what are you busted from? It's your day off. <laughs> Relax, take it easy. But it's so easy for us to put shame on one another, on our husbands, on our wives, on our children, because we actually don't understand that this is their rest space. They have worked, but now they're resting. So it can actually be a shame trigger for us. We have to give ourselves permission to rest. Permission to go, it's okay to not achieve anything today. It's okay to take a couple of hours out of my lifestyle, my busy schedule and just sit and, and hear nothing. It's okay. We need to be comfortable with that concept. A time for saying nothing, for finding clear thoughts. A time just to be on your own. You're all like, oh my gosh, what is she talking about? I've never heard such a thing. Even just finding some space on our own in, this, in our society is sometimes very difficult. A space in our week, our year, our day, where we are inactive, unstimulated, and our thoughts can just flow. Now, for some of us, this can be a really overwhelming idea. It's not something we get excited about because busyness actually keeps a lot of the things we don't want to think about at bay, keeps them far away from us. So our head and our heart and our soul and our inbox, everything's really full, and we're sort of happy with that because it, it means that we're pretty busy. The other... Um, the, the other things of life we don't have to think too much about. Often it's even other people's stuff. We like to collect their drama, their issues, their things, and we fill ourselves up with all these things and we're like, oh, no, I'm good, I'm good. I don't want to just hear clear thoughts. You know, we can do life. I've, if you know me, I always have to have a prop. A Helen message wouldn't be a Helen message without a prop. We do life like this. With a stuffed doona bag. All right, we've, we've, we've like 
you know, you know what I'm talking about here, don't you? This doona's like jammed in here. And, and we live like life's like this, and we've got our emotions, that little bit of pain that's happened, that drama that happened, maybe even the things we've got to do for work, the future ahead, the budget, the, all the things, and we just jam them all in. And then we get nervous that if we open, see, open this thing, but we get some, we keep adding more, you know, like we could just, surely I can just stick a little bit more in there. Oh, I got him in. And we just keep jamming stuff, jamming stuff. And then we keep life so busy that none of it can get out. And then when we find ourselves with some time to think, we've got this, they're like, okay, yep, yep, I, I've got it all with me, it's good, it's good. But it's not really what God wants for us. It's not what God wants for us. He says, would you just find some time and I want you just to let it all out. Now, this can be really scary because there's a lot of stuff in here. So can I encourage you as as this holiday season happens that you find a bit of space to just put on paper the stuff you carry. I'm not saying you're going to solve it, but just allow your head, your heart to put it down and say, you know what, I'll come back to that later. I want to be clear-headed, clear-hearted so I can hear God speak. So, and when you think like that, then suddenly you've got the confidence to unzip and just, and let it, or make a big mess. Because God wants us to have an honest, open conversation with him, with this. And he wants us to be flat out. Ah, okay, God. Ah, speak. And we've got room to hear. Because this is empty. It's all, yeah, I get it. It's still there. We haven't solved it all. It's still messy, but just put it aside. And you'll be surprised. Some of the things that you think are so important are actually, what do you need that for? I don't even need that. But you thought it was important. You had it stuffed in your bag. Some of the things that God's saying, just you know what, that's just, that was from 10 years ago. That's finished. It's old. Get rid of it. And he wants us to live clear with some space for us to be able to hear. Amen. (sighs) So the bag's empty. Find yourself flat out. Find yourself a space to be flat out and let your heart speak and let God speak. Matthew 11, 28 and 29 says this. Because I know that sometimes it can be scary, the idea that God might speak. What would I hear if I actually stopped long enough to listen to him? Sometimes we're so busy talking that we don't actually stop to listen. And he says this. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. 29 says, take my yoke upon you and and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Rest. God promises us if we will come to Him, He will give us rest. It's like a gift. It's like a present that He gives us. He gives us rest. He gives us peace in our hearts. But if we don't come to Him, He can't give it to us. And He says, would you just come to me? I know you've got your bag full of stuff. Put it down 
and I wanna give you rest. Rest here means intermission, a break, a a cessation from motion. It's a stillness. It's stopping busyness or labour. God says, come to me and just stop. I've got to tell you, this is the loudest word from heaven for us at this season in our lives. Every single one of us to find a moment just to stop and let him breathe life in you. Find some time to be still, to be restored, and God can speak. We need to find ourselves flat out. I love that. Because most people think flat out means we're going to be busy, but no, flat out means we are going to be rested. Let's be people who respond to Jesus' invitation to be flat out this year. Unzip the bag, let the stuff go, and see what you hear. I was recently introduced to a, an app called White Noise. I don't know if you've heard of this. I, someone, I couldn't sleep one night. There was all this chaos going on in my house. And um, a friend of mine said, oh, you should use White Noise. I'm like, White Noise? What's White Noise? Well, here you go. I downloaded White Noise. So White Noise is um, a noise that shuts out other noise. Yep, that's the world we live in. It is so noisy and so distracting that we now need a noise to cut out the noise that is distracting us. That is our reality. Oh, what do you do? Like, it's just crazy. But, you know, trying to focus, trying to cut out the distractions, trying to do what I've just said is not easy. Trying to put away the phone, trying to turn off the family, trying to stop the doorbell ringing, trying to stop the work call coming, trying to put away all the busyness is not always easy. Just having a coffee with someone and being undistracted is almost impossible. Just being eye to eye and saying to someone, you have my attention for the next half an hour is not easy. But when we give someone that full attention, when we focus on them 100%, it says to them, I love you. It says to them, I value you. It says to them, I, I, I care about what you're saying. And it's the same with God. When we actually give God our full, undistracted, focused attention, it says to Him, I can't do life without you. I need your input. I need your voice. It says to Him, I love you. I want you to speak to me. And so often we're like, come on, God, speak, speak. If you can catch me, if you can keep up with me, I'm ready to listen. God says, when you've got some time, I'm ready to speak. I'm ready to speak. He's ready, he's waiting, but he wants our attention. He wants our unfocused attention. He wants us to stop and listen and let him breathe life and energy into us because he knows we're better if we do that. He knows that rest will actually fuel us for the future. He knows that actually stopping will enable us to carry what He wants us to carry forward. So He knows that when we rest, that we will hear good things. The thing is with God, He doesn't have bad things to say. He will never have horrible things to tell you. He will only have things that will help you go forward. He he is a God of love, a God of kindness, a God of generosity. He has your best interests at heart. He sent His Son so He could have a relationship with you, so He could have this conversation, this one-on-one dialogue with you. That's why He did it. That's what Christmas is all about, that God would send His Son so we could have a dialogue with our Heavenly Father. 
so we could have an intimate relationship, a conversational relationship, a powerful everyday relationship with our Heavenly Father. And God knows that we need to hear Him speak. But often He knows we're so overstimulated that we just need nothing for a while. And, and we find ourselves flat out and we're there like, okay, God, I'm here. Flat out. Yep, when you're ready. Yep, I'm in a hurry. Yep, I'm stopped. Because you need nothing but just stop. And he leaves us in silence. Deliberately. But God, I've got things to do. Your, your soul just needs to rest, Helen. I'll talk in a minute. And then he speaks. But take the time. Take the time. Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and to tip petition, on your list, put it on your list, write it down. With thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And what happens? And the peace. And the peace. When we say to God, here it all is, now I'm ready to listen. He brings His peace, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So unzip the bag, that's all that. Unzip the bag, let it all out. Nothing in your bag is gonna surprise God. (laughs) By the way, nothing that you've got stacked in there is gonna find, he's gonna be shocked with. If you sit down and have an open conversation with your heavenly Father, nothing you tell him will come as a surprise. No part of your journey, no disappointment, no hurt, no anger, no thing you've said, no thing you've felt will catch your Father in heaven by surprise. But He just wants to let you release it and He's willing to listen. God Himself rested. He actually designed rest in the first chapter, second chapter of Genesis. Right up front, He goes, guys, we're gonna need to rest here. This is gonna be a long journey. And He rested So who are we to think we don't need rest? Genesis chapter two says this, by the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Do you know that we are designed to be unproductive one seventh of the time? Man, you try scheduling one seventh unproductivity into your diary, see how you go with that. But you need to. We are designed to just, what are you doing right now? Nothing. One seventh of our week. So when we send you the email to say, please come and help clean the building, that doesn't count, right? (laughs) Yeah, we're called to be unproductive. God gave His people rest. It was called the Sabbath. He gave them this one day out of the seven was called the Sabbath. And Mark chapter 2, 27 says this, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So what they're saying here is, Sabbath is not, hasn't got its own purpose. Its purpose is for you. Resting is for you. Rest doesn't need rest. You need rest. And God has designed it because we need it. Exodus 23, 12 says, six days do your work. But on the seventh day, do not work so that your ox and your donkey may rest so that the slave born in your household and the foreigner living among you may be, what? Refreshed, may be refreshed. 
Put away your work stuff once a week. Don't answer your phone. Put away your computer. Whatever tools you use for work, for labour, give yourself space where they don't function. Put them away. Find some space just to be present with the people you're with, where you're 100% engaged with those you're hanging out with. So while you're resting during this holiday time, most of us, some of us, while you're taking time out, don't look at everybody else holidaying on Instagram. Be on your own holiday. You don't need to be on someone else's holiday. It's not actually restful watching somebody else holiday. You need to do it yourself. You need to switch off your own brain and head and all those things and phones and computers and just look at the ocean or watch a bird in a tree. Find yourself some quiet space to just rest this, little, this period. Now, I know that not all of us are gonna be sitting by a poolside. I know some of you work right through this window of time. Some of you take holidays at other stages of the year. So that's fantastic. This principle of rest needs to work into every area of our lives wherever it fits in your year. But I love that God tells us we should be able to find rest even in turmoil, even when things are bad, even when things are difficult, we are still meant to find a space where we're flat out. Psalm 46, I love this. The first few verses give us this picture of of what the psalmist's talking about. It says, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with surging, that's pretty dramatic. That's pretty, you know, there's sickness, there's, there's um, difficulty going on, there's work traumas, there's whatever's going on in your family, there's tension. Christmas can bring a lot of tension into families. Whatever turmoil is going on, like this picture gives us, verse 10 says this, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us and the God of Jacob is our fortress. No matter what, whether you've got time to sit for a whole day or you've got five minutes amidst chaos, be still and let God be God. I can't fix all this. You're God. You're above all things. I'm just going to say nothing. We don't have to always be saying something, even in God's presence. Be still, he says. When was the last time that you were just still in the presence of God, that you put aside the busyness and were still? Tis the season to be flat out. Tis the season to find some space for rest. I love the, the story we have of Samuel and how He heard God speak. He was uh, living with the prophet Eli and Samuel becomes um, the prophet to the nation of Israel, to God's people. And he'd gone there as a young boy. He was a miracle child for his mum, Hannah, and he'd gone to live there um, with Eli, the the, um, prophet, as a young boy. And one night he's sleeping and he hears who he thinks is Eli calling him. So he runs into the room and he says, Eli, Eli, what do you want? Eli says, I'm not calling you, go back to bed. You're crazy, and then it happens again. Then Eli Jerry's. Oh, God's trying to speak to him. And it tells us that that Samuel had been in the house, that he'd been part of God's people, but he hadn't heard God speak. 
And sometimes we can be so busy doing all the things that the house of God involves us in and they're all good things and we love it. We've got good friends, good people, good fun. But are we hearing the voice of God? And you know, often the most exciting prophetic word we hear is from somebody else saying to us, God spoke to me about you. But you know what I think is more exciting? Is God speaking to me about me. Is that I would hear heaven's voice for myself. And today I'm telling you that I wanna encourage you, I'm telling you, I'm speaking it out, that God wants to speak to every single one of us. There's not a person in this room that God doesn't have a thought for, a word for, a message of encouragement, a word of love for, but you need to take time to hear it. Be still, give God some room. He wants to speak. He wants to speak to you. You know, in Germany recently, we, um, um, I'd said to them, I had a prophetic word for the end of my message, and I did, uh, about pioneers for their nation. And as I got to the end, and I said, you know, this is the prophetic word, the cameras came out. They all got their phones out to record, to, to document this message. I'm telling you, this is a prophetic word from heaven for you today. God wants to speak to you. God's waiting with a message of hope and love for every single one of you. Is that good? You wanna receive that? Yeah? And it's not a message that I'm gonna speak. It's a message that He's gonna speak. I love that. I love that we have such a personal Heavenly Father that He's concerned about the well-being of every single one of us. And He has a thought and a message for every single one of us. So what did Samuel do? How did he hear God speak? Because it then says that he went on to then be like an oracle for God, a voice for God, because he heard God so clearly. Eli sent him back to bed and he said this. Something like this. Lord, here I am. I'm listening. That was it. And God spoke. It wasn't complicated. It wasn't special words. You know what? If you want God to speak, He can, I know He can speak right now in this place. But my heart is that you would take this away and actually create more space. That God can really speak. That you find some room to empty the bag and have some space in the next few weeks where God can. Hi, I'm Richard Gabakian, pastor of Lifehouse Church. Just wanted to say thank you for listening to this message and I hope and pray that you feel that it's added value to your life. My greatest desire is to see people develop a personal relationship with Jesus, which can begin by praying a very simple prayer. I'm gonna pray that prayer right now and if you'd like to begin that relationship, you can just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I need you in my life. I choose you as my only hope of being forgiven. Please come into my life and let me begin a relationship with you that will last for all eternity. 
If you've prayed that prayer, we would love to know about it and celebrate your fantastic decision. You can do that by sending an email to mydecision at lifehouse.com.au. We look forward to hearing from you.